There is so much negativity in the world. Everywhere we turn, there are those who are being cruel and saying things about each other and putting each other's down. And many of us ask ourselves if things will ever improve. And then we wonder where are we going to turn for hope and inspiration. And today we're going to be talking about the lighthouse effect. We often think of actors or celebrities as those with the most influence, but each of us can think of those unsung heroes who have let us down brighter paths. I think of my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Mallory, that would always give us wonderful books to read and just shared how much she loved reading and that really inspired me. I can think of my Sunday school teacher, Margo, who always helped us to memorize scripture verses and really poured into me. Now, the lighthouse effect is the idea that any of us can be a lighthouse for someone or be a lighthouse ourselves in any given moment and interaction. Understanding your lighthouse effect will change how you see the world and awaken you to the possibilities that you can shape the world. All of us have an opportunity to say yes. Now, Steve Premerton found a lighthouse in an ordinary man named John Sykes, his former high school counselor. John gave Steve a safe harbor after Steve escaped an abusive foster home, and together they navigated a new path that led to personal and professional success. Through stories of people like John and several others, you will identify how the hardships you have gone through have actually helped you to be a human lighthouse, inspiring those around you. You are going to love Steve's story. You might need a tissue, and I know that you will be inspired. tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I'm sharing my heart and answering questions about faith, writing, homeschool, big family living, and so much more. I'll also be digging deep into meaningful conversations with other authors, speakers, moms, and God lovers. I'm your host, Trisha Goyer, wife to John, mom of 10, author of over 80 books, speaker, homeschooler, avid reader, and mega nap taker. I'm so glad you're here. Well, I am so excited today to be talking to Steve Pemberton about his book, The Lighthouse Effect, How Ordinary People Can Have an Extraordinary Impact on the World. But first, Steve, just welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Glad to be with you. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I have kids running around my house. Hopefully, they're going to stay quiet <laughs> for this conversation. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully, <laughs> you, we might be hearing from them. We never know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But I have been enjoying your book. I'm listening to it on audiobook, and um, I've watched some of your you know, videos, uh, one of your TEDx videos, and your story is so amazing. And one thing that really stood out to me was the quote, um, not a chance in the world, that mm-hmm. looking at you, people just thought there's no chance he's going to amount to anything. I would love to hear a little bit just about your story and um, how that childhood really impacted who you are today. It says everything, that, that phrase, which is commonly held, uh, not, not a chance in the world. We say that about a lot of things. We say that about perhaps individuals or um uh, or a situation, 
sometimes we say it about ourselves and to have that applied to me uh, like like that and not hearing or seeing it until a little bit later uh, was uh, in, in many ways um, this this duality uh, because on the one hand it is um, this prediction that I was not going to have a chance in the world, largely because of the situation that I had mm-hmm. inherited. And on the other hand, it symbolized what I was looking for all along, or I, I think what any of us are really seeking, which is which is a chance. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about um, your childhood experiences. I know you were in foster care for most of your life. We've adopted mm-hmm. six children from foster care, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Mm-hmm. I know it's on my heart, it's on your heart, but you didn't have a wonderful experience, did you? No, no. That prediction that was made of me was when I was one and a half years old. Mm. Shortly after that, I was taken from my mother and I was uh, to never see her again. So I don't have any memory of her. I was too young. Um, As um, I was taken away from her, really the system uh, did not quite know what to do with me. And so I found myself in foster homes uh, that were not particularly good places. Uh, mm-hmm. These were you know, families that um, regrettably so took me in largely for the money. Uh, I knew it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even at a young age, I could feel it. And they were also masterful at uh, disguising what was really happening in the home. And, and it was just a very violent place where guile and deceit and manipulation was standard fare. It was the culture of the family. It was how they operated. And um, in the midst of that, you know, you're struggling these with these two battles. One is the mystery of your identity. Mm-hmm. Where have I come from? Where is my family? I know this isn't, I know this is not family. So where is my family? And you're just too young as a child to comprehend that your your mother uh, and your father had difficulties. You don't really understand that. Um, so you're fighting that battle, and then you're also fighting the battle just to be safe every day. Um, and that's exactly what it was, um, battling the, the, the foster family, just struggling to be seen, to be heard. You know, it's one family I would, I would uh, be with for over a decade. Um, and, and the reason that that unfolded for so long was just because of how uh, deceitful and manipulative they were. Mm-hmm. And I know that during that time, there's so much um, heartache. You have these longings. You want to know where you belong. But what I love is that your book, you know, it touches on some of the hard things, but you immediately go to some of the lighthouses. And mm-hmm. I would love for you to describe what, a lighthouse is and um, then who were some of the people that were truly lighthouses in your life during these years well first thank you for seeing that I, I purposely wrote a chance in the world so that you would have the sense of the fight that I was in mm-hmm. but I did not want to be pitied I didn't feel that way then don't feel that way now life's turned out okay and I was trying to make that very clear from the very first chapter that it was going to turn out okay. Now, how that was going to happen was going to be the story un- unto itself. 
And that's where, though I did not call them lighthouses in a chance of the world, later on with the lighthouse effect, the follow-up to it, I, I certainly did. Uh, I think in the middle of any storm uh, that is not of one's doing, you are looking for, for lighthouses. Mm-hmm. And for me, it came in the form of these interactions. Uh, a kind neighbor uh, who saw me uh, reading the same book over and over again and began bringing me books for the 11 years that I was in that home uh, to a construction crew that, that worked on uh, the home uh, one summer and kind of adopted me. <laughs> and uh, the, the uh, director of a college access program called Upward Bound um, and the high school teacher who took me in when I was 16. I mean, they, these were all lighthouses for me. Uh, some were in my life temporarily uh, the interaction wasn't long, but it left an impression upon me. Uh, and that was really what I was trying to capture in the lighthouse effect, which, which wasn't uh, just about them um, or their stories, but it's also about us and a reflection on the lighthouses in our lives. Who are those individuals? Why do we consider them lighthouses? And then more broadly, as a society, what is it that we can learn from their their life lessons yeah and that's so good and i love how at the end of your chapters you bring it around to these lessons and um you know the first one when you talk about the teacher that took you in um and i do want to go more into that story but one of the lessons that all of us can take away is each of us can pause and impact the life of another so here's this teacher that out of the blue gets a phone call wanting to know um if he can take you in for a short time and you know he you mentioned that he, he just really paused, like, can I do this? Am I even mm-hmm. <laughs> capable yes. of doing this? And I think every day, um, whether it's a little thing, like let's stand here for five seconds and hold the door open for someone, or let's mm-hmm. offer to pull an extra dollar out of our wallet when someone ahead of us doesn't have enough money or whatever it is, mm-hmm. there's these moments, whether it's a small thing or like your teacher, a large thing that we can make a difference. I would love for you to share more about that story because I think it's so amazing um, that he was an unlikely lighthouse and yet he made mm-hmm. such a huge difference in your life. Yeah, John Sykes is uh, is his name. And John uh, embodied one of the most powerful and impactful uh, attributes of the lighthouse. He turned my doubts into a destination in opening up his home and his heart to me. Uh, he gave me a, a destination, a safe harbor, as I was trying to navigate um, this world that I had been thrust into. And, you know, he, um, when I interviewed him uh, for, for, the, for the book, uh, you know, he, um, he recounted the conversation that my social worker had uh, three days after Christmas, late um, in the, uh, well, it's actually uh, close to early evening, about, about five o'clock or so. And, uh, you know, John's there in the office by himself, uh, doing paperwork at school break, nobody's around, and he gets this call uh, asking if uh, a student in the program, me, could stay with him uh, for a few days. I had just been removed from my uh, foster care situation because it was unsafe, and uh, could I stay with him? And as as he was recounting that conversation, he said that 
he was trying to convince God that he wasn't good enough. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> so I said, well, what did, what did God say back to you? And he said what he heard was, uh, you may not trust you, but I trust you. Mm. And besides, uh, this young man is out of options. Uh, and, uh, you know, that um, I, I thought was very much a reflection of who John was. There's not a day that goes by that I don't reflect on the magnificence of his life because it was a magnificent life. He passed away in January of 21. Mm. And, uh, you know, but there are no, there are no, street signs named after him and no schools and he's not famous or wealthy. Uh, he didn't need to be, you know, he actually, I think he kind of frowned on those things. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he just, uh, he, he embodied another one of the elements of the lighthouse. He gave from, uh, gave what he could from where he was and what could he offer me? Well, it was his home. And even though it was supposed to be for a few days, it wanted to be my last year of high school. And, you know, in turning my, my, my doubts into destinations, he, he was giving me a certain kind of, uh, you know, freedom and, and, and um, um, sanctuary uh, to, uh, you know, to heal from what had been a very, very difficult, you know, experience. And, you know, John, um, as, as, as he, you know, as a teacher, and this was so fascinating to me about his, his life, um, was that he goes to college uh, to be a teacher, graduates, and goes right into the classroom. And, uh, you know, after several years, he stopped and he said, you know, um, I want to go on an adventure. So he went to California uh, seeking adventure. And um, it was while he was there uh, that he described for me looking down into a valley and seeing the school bus go through the neighborhood and realizing uh, that while he had found adventure in, in California, he had not found purpose. Hmm. And his purpose was yeah. to be a teacher. And that was how he came to my life, in, into my life a couple of years later. And I think all of us look at, okay, here are the things that um, you know, the world says is important, like that adventure yes. in California or like the wealth or like status and all those mm -hmm. things. And what I love about the stories you share, the these are ordinary people that don't have the wealth and the status. We always think that influence is or, you know, we sometimes think influence is those people with a million followers on Instagram, <laughs> that, you know, but right. really true influence is impacting on a daily basis, whether it's a mom at home, whether it's a teacher, uh, a foster parent, I mean, someone who is daily giving of themselves, why was it so important for you to share these stories? Because Trisha, I, I thought that uh, we have our ladders in the society placed against the wrong wall. Hmm. We, we keep looking to, uh, to the celebrity, uh, to the wealthy, you know, to people who chase fame, and uh, as if they're the heroes of society. Some of them are. I, I have a great deal of uh, respect and regard for LeBron James as an example. Right. Uh, to have the spotlight on you for as long as he has had it on him uh, and to have poured so much into the community and uh, to have dealt with that pressure. Uh, it, you know, that's what makes LeBron a lighthouse. Uh, right. Not that he's a great basketball player. 
I, I just think there are other things that he does uh, that are far more instructive because most of us are not blessed with the basketball or the athletic ability that he has. Uh, but how he, as an example, took that platform to better other people's lives, like that's the real lesson of LeBron's life uh, to, to me. Part of, um, you know, this, this uh, having our ladder against the wrong walls not leading us to any good place. Uh, what society is better because you're chasing uh, the superficial. Uh, ironically, my wife and I were having a conversation this morning about um, she, she's uh, she loves yoga and uh, uh, her instructor today was talking about things that are gilded and um, that on the surface they 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 look shiny, but underneath mm. they're they are in a very difficult spot. And I think that symbolizes a lot of this age too, you know, that we, we gild over things uh, when in fact, you know, they're, they're not productive. They don't lead to any, any good place. It's aided and embedded by, you know, social media that sets us against one another and a lot of our politicians who set us against one another. It's all very purposeful, I find. Advertisers who do the same. And yet, if you think to the people who are lighthouses in our life, um, most times it's not going to be those individuals. It doesn't mean you don't like respect LeBron, uh, Jay, as an example. Um, but you do think about that elementary school teacher, uh, the high school coach, the student advisor, uh, a first boss. I mean, the, the human lighthouses in our life uh, and the reasons they are lighthouses is is usually because of the impact that they had upon us at just the right time which is why their significance in our life only grows as we get older and wiser uh, because we realize time teaches us that without those individuals we're not entirely sure how the arc of our life would turn out if it weren't for them so the lighthouse always grows in in in, in appreciation and i thought the lighthouse effect really is, is a metaphor for living, for learning, for leading. It's applicable in every single dimension of our, of our, our, of our life. And then lastly, I would, I would say that the, that the lighthouse structure itself is, uh, is, 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 is so fascinating. I mean, it is, it's been with us since ancient times. Uh, the first lighthouse was constructed on the Greek island of Pharos, which is why people who study lighthouses are called phorologists. And even though as a technical matter, we don't need lighthouses anymore because we have technology. Right. And yet, and yet the lighthouse endures. Uh, there are nearly 23,000 of them across the world. Uh, no two of them are exactly alike. You can't find, by and large, a name on a lighthouse. It doesn't need one <laughs> because as soon as we all see it, uh, we know what it is because it speaks across generations and cultures and and I, and I find that one of the other reasons it has this hold on us is because the best elements of the lighthouse are also the best elements of humanity and, and why the people in our life uh, who we call lighthouses have that kind of impact upon us and always will. Oh, I love that so much. And what uh, some things that I love that you said is one thing is um, having an impact in the world is not reserved just for those who have the means and visibility to do so. Um, you know, I mean, lighthouses are not gilded. They're not covered with gold, <laughs> They're not, but they're important and they give light. And that's what we need is the light. Um, they don't need to be fancy. They don't need to be emerald covered or anything. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then I love how you said that, um, 
each day gives us the opportunity to allow us to give help and hope to the world. So, you know, you're pointing out these are ordinary people who have been lighthouses to me, to others, but now you turn it around and say, what about you? And I think of my own life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as I'm reading your book, I'm thinking of my, my Sunday school teacher who every week mm-hmm. would give us little prizes from this little cardboard treasure chest to uh, memorize scripture verses. And so these those ah. verses are still in my mind today. You know, they'll wow. come up during wow. hard situation and, you know, she had these little plastic rings and you know those little tattoos that you put on, those little temporary tattoos. And she was just, with her own money, bought prizes for us to memorize scripture. You know, and I also think of, um, I'm a writer now, I've written a lot of books. And I can't even remember the names of the librarians. But when I was around fifth grade, we moved near a library and they would pick out books for me. They would have books on hold for me. They would call me up if they got a new book in. And I can't even remember what they looked like or their names, but my love for reading grew from those sweet librarians that were interested in me and interested in my love for reading. And so, you know, each of us has an opportunity to help another person. And sometimes we don't even realize it. I wouldn't even know how to look up one of those librarians now and say, uh-huh. look at me, I've written all these books now. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think it's not even trying to find people, or, you know, if we can, I think that is wonderful that we can thank people, but also we can pass it on. We can become that lighthouse. Um, so I'd love for you to share ways that we can do that just in our everyday lives. Well, if you begin with with the uh, with the attributes of, of, of the lighthouse, like what, what is the lighthouse itself? What, what does it do? What is its function? And its function is uh, singular, actually. It's to protect our journey. That's what the lighthouse does. Yeah. And it does so in the midst of a storm. And it does so uh, when we're uncertain. The lighthouse appears. Uh, and, and so it, it anchors you and reorients you. Um, and our interactions with each other uh, can do exactly that. Uh, we can uh, acknowledge uh, someone, whether it be at work, um, and, and simply ask, how are you? <laughs> Uh, especially in the Zoom world, right, where we're confined and have been largely confined. Um, there, there's so much in the in 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 power of an interaction, even when somebody's having a tough day mm-hmm. in the service industry, for, for example, um, uh, just to be patient um, uh, and, and understanding. Uh, we know what those on the front lines of this pandemic and in the healthcare field, for example, yeah. Uh, are enduring. We absolutely should know and understand what teachers uh, and faculty and staff uh, at schools are, are, are enduring. And just a, a simple uh, note of, of gratitude, of appreciation that seeks neither reward nor, nor recognition. That's something that we can all do. Um, I, I, I still um, <laughs> uh, remember when my wife and I went together to renew our licenses. We it was a long line. We wound up at separate counters, but next to each other. And she and I were just having some banter back and forth. Uh, and um, you would not have known from the banter that we were married uh, until, <laughs> it, uh, until it became clear that we were married. Because, um, in fact, I began, I began, I looked over at her and I said, hey, lady, are you married? And, then, and she said, well, sometimes. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, uh, I said, well, is today one of those times? And she said, 
Well, it depends on how he's behaving. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, just imagine, right? This is going back and forth. But but the two people who are the clerks, they they're having, you know, they're hearing this exchange between us. Uh, and that, I, after a while, it, it dawns on them that okay, uh, these two are married. Well, uh, I, I finished getting my license renewed, and then I went out to the car. And then when uh, Tanya came out to the car, she said that one of uh, the clerks uh, said to her, it really did my heart good to see the two of you today Mm. Uh, because she was having the, she was having a tough day. I didn't know she was having a tough day and Tanya didn't know, but even something like that, right? A genuine interaction. uh, could be just what somebody needs to get from one day to the next. I look at my own life. It was a box of books. It was insisting that I be part of this college access program. It was opening up a home uh, to, uh, to me, uh, you know, those are, those are, those are small and, or big things depending, but you know, you never can fully assess the impact that those things have. And, and that's another area where of society, I think our compass is a bit off because we want the immediate return, but I don't think it quite works out like that. I, I don't think you ever really get to see the full effect and the full impact that your life and your lighthouse effect really has. We just don't live long enough to ever really see it. I uh, let me give you an example, which you in particular would appreciate. Uh, you know, when the book was first published, I, I, I was, uh, and I, I, I continue to be amazed by the responses uh, that that I, uh, you know, have have received. Mm-hmm. You know, because it catches you off guard. You're not really, you know, expecting it, and. And, and, and so all those messages, they, they tell you, you know, one thing or another and, and each time it just gives you pause and you think, well, boy, that, you know, I, that really was helpful, right? And it was a reminder of why we do what we do. When I wrote A Chance in the World, I thought it was just this family history. And then um, I started hearing from people all over the world who would tell me just how important um, the book was to them, including just yesterday, where um, a, a woman very kind uh, wrote to me to say that um, she decided to adopt uh, her grandchildren oh, wow. because of a chance in the world. And that's a lighthouse effect that's happening. And uh, again, I wrote that like 10 years ago, but it's still having resonance, it's still having reach. And um, she too wondered, you know, can I do this? And then she, uh, I think a friend suggested my book to her and she was kind enough to write to me. And I mean, I, I think for me that that's just the, the beauty, right. Of, of, of narrative of story and impact. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is, you know, you talk about when we share our life stories, we invite others to share their life stories and it gives them courage. Like when we hear, when they hear where we came from, maybe some of our struggles that we didn't feel like we always had everything all together. We like, uh, you know, we didn't feel like we always have all the answers, but we were willing to step out. We're willing to impact another person. It can make a difference in these lives. And we will never know. I just received a, a message on Facebook. I'm launching a new book next month and I'm encouraging people oh. to, to join me and, you know, spread the word. And one woman, um, uh, contacted or left a message just on Facebook and she said, I will 100% support your new book because one of your previous books 
gave me the courage to start a ministry that I'm involved in now. And so I'm like, I'm like, I told her your message made my whole day, you know, and mm-hmm. I had never heard that from her before. Um, you know, it's just this Facebook connection and yet something I wrote encouraged her to be able to launch this ministry in Haiti. And I'm like, okay, wow. this is amazing. Wow. So I'm so encouraged that, you know, even if it, those times when we feel discouraged where we think um, what we're doing doesn't make a difference. I felt that way adopting kids from foster care at times. Like I feel like almost I was pouring love into them and I'm like, do you guys even care? Like you're being really rude to me right now. And, uh, but we just need to keep, keep doing what we're supposed to be doing. Keep, you know, letting God's love flow through us, being the lighthouse to other people and it will make a difference. We may not ever see it like you mentioned, um, but but other people can see it even when we don't even know. Yes, and it's 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 a reflection actually of this um, uh, Greek proverb that says a society grows great uh, when the elders of that society uh, plant trees in whose shade they know they will never sit. Mm. You know, we, we we really don't know uh, the full, much like the lighthouse. I mean, you know, the, the lighthouse doesn't know um, uh, who sees it. It never knows, uh, in, in fact. And that's true for all of us, that there are people who uh, are taking example and drawing strength and conviction and um, courage from our very presence in the world. Uh, and there's something to me so powerful uh, about that for any of us to realize that your life just as it is with its ups and downs and uh, perfections and imperfections, that life is, is, is enough. Uh, it's enough. You don't, you don't need to chase these other uh, things that are more like illusions uh, to touch and impact somebody's life. Your life just as it is, is, is more than sufficient. And I'm sure that that's been the case for you. Um, and yeah, there's no doubt you're, you're like, boy, I, I signed up for a lot more than I thought, right? <laughs> yes. then, but, but, uh, but it, but it, um, but it, but it pays off, you know, it really does. Oh, well, I'm so excited about both of these books. Your first one, you mentioned a chance in the world, um, released a little bit ago, but the, this follow-up is called the lighthouse effect. Um, both of them are so good. I am listening to the audiobook of the Lighthouse Effect, I just ordered in paperback A Chance in the World because I'm going to um, encourage my our teenage do- adopted daughters to read it. Mm. Um, I think it'll help them and inspire them. I know young people have written to you also, um, and that has been, I, I'm sure, so encouraging to hear from young oh, people. Yeah. Oh, it sure is. It sure is. Uh, you know, I mean, I wrote it for them largely. Mm-hmm. Uh, had I read a story like mine, uh, at uh, your daughter's age, as an example, would have had a transformative effect on me. Uh, I, I would have realized I wasn't alone. I, I would have seen a pathway, and I probably would have understood, um, especially as a teenager, that these struggles uh, were going to give me a skill set that was really going to help me immeasurably. Mm-hmm. And that that has really turned out to be true um, because it's a different kind of life journey that you have as a result. And so um, that I, I would just encourage her um, 
you know, to read it and, and to see in, in, in my story, not, not somebody exceptional, because um, I'm not an exception. I'm more of a reflection of what happens when uh, I have people in my life like you. Oh, I love that so much. All right. So we're going to put the links in the show notes where people can get the books, but where in general can people go to connect with you and to see what else that you're writing and that you're doing? You can find me in a few places, one on any of the social media uh, platforms, uh, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. And you can also uh, find me on my site, stevepemberton.io. It's the new .com. So stevepemberton.io. Wonderful. Well, Steve, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to be sharing your book with all kinds of people. I know I've been encouraged. I know others are going to be encouraged, but thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. What a blessing you are. Thank you for tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I hope you received help and inspiration. That's what I'm here for. Now, remember, if you would like to submit a question, email it to hello at trishagoyer.com. And I can't wait until we connect again.